Hey everybody, this is Michael from Falling Through Plot Holes, jumping on a little bit beforehand to tell you that today's episode is going to be a little bit of an odd one. Uh, today's episode was supposed to be roughly about an hour and a half, and it had turned into a three-hour affair as we all talk about a really ridiculous Top 100 Games list of all time. So in order to make things a little bit more manageable for not only myself, but the listener as well, we went ahead and split it into two parts. Today's episode is going to consist of the intro and games number 100 through 70. And then next episode, which will be dropping next week, will be games 69 through number 1. Uh, this is just to make things just a little bit more manageable overall. Uh, when next week's episode does come out, we're also going to be dropping a YouTube video that's going to be containing the entirety, all just smashed together, uh, all three hours of nuts so insanity and whatnot that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, that's also going to be coming with a bit of a visual element, which is a big reason why I'm going to be putting out that YouTube video, because I put together a bunch of slides for both Alex and Matt to take a look at today to help them react and see just how dumb this magazine is, really. Uh, we do our best to try to describe that and call out uh, relevant parts during this episode. Hopefully we didn't miss anything too crazy. But if you want to view what it looked like from our end, uh, that YouTube video that will be dropping next Tuesday will help you out with that. Yeah, with that, we're just going to go ahead and get into a really cool episode that I hope you all will really enjoy. And on with the show. Everybody, how are you all doing? I'm Michael. I'm joined by Alex, as always. How's it going? And we're here with a very special episode of Falling Through Plot Holes, a podcast about video game plot lines and how they have a tendency to go off the rails. Although we're not talking about plot lines today, and we're going to be talking something a little bit more historical. In order to help us out with that, we have a special guest, Matt, aka Cartridge Blowers. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, hello. I, I, I'm 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 here this time, and we're wait. We're not talking about plots. We're not talking about plots. No, we're talking about something historical, but it's something that's you know that I absolutely love and love to argue about. Okay, okay. I like arguing. That's fine. I'm here for it. Yeah, arguing is really really great, and we're going to be arguing with basically the ghosts of the past in many ways. Uh, uh those are my favorite. Those, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I my do those in the mirror argument. all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Indeed, indeed, I do that all the time, late at night, because my place is haunted. It's great. Built on a Native American burial ground, probably. Most um, likely, statistically speaking. Yeah, very, yeah. very likely, I would say. Now, in order to help explain exactly what we're going to be talking about, Alex, I, I need you to do something for me. Okay. And I'm just going to just pull this up real quick. Great. All right, Alex, uh, you have one minute to tell me your top 100 games of all time. Go. Uh, Half-Life 2, Mass Effect, um, Zone of the Enders 2, Ace Combat 4. Yeah, 50 seconds left. Uh, Halo, Halo 2, Burnout 3. Um, 40 seconds. X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, <laughs> MechWarrior 2, uh, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario World. Sonic the Hedgehog left. 3, um, Final Fantasy 9, Final Fantasy 14, 
20 seconds. Res was pretty cool. I, I guess I'll throw that on there. Oh, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. That's a good one. Um, 10 seconds left. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Final Fantasy Eleven. There we go. That does not belong on that list. Final Fantasy Eleven. <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll leave it on there. I love that game eternally. <laughs> that game's terrible. <laughs> Alex, was that a one? Was that a one hundred? It you know yeah, it was very close. It was far more than I expected. I'll say. How, how about You're that, right. I, Alex? Uh, I only kind of half listened to your list because I was looking at a timer the entire time. But I'm going to yeah, tell sure. you that uh, your top one hundred games of all time list is probably a lot better than a lot of the lists that we're going to be talking about today oh no <laughs> that's today's topic i found a bad top 100 games of all time list and it kind of broke my brain about halfway through the week and instead of writing an actual episode i said what if we did this instead yeah fair <laughs> also i can't believe i forgot every metroid and zelda game while i was scrambling through that you kind of did um there's like five zelda games that should go on there there really is. There really is. Although I was impressed when you just casually threw Rez on there. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rez is good, I guess. Rez is good. I don't know if it's top 100. It's not. I'll be real. It's not. <laughs> it's it's top 100 in my heart. Like, yeah. Yeah, so I absolutely love top 100 games of all time to list. Like, I subscribed to quite a few, like, video game magazines when I was a kid. Uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly, um, Mm -hmm. uh, Game Players, uh, Nintendo Power, because I was a Nintendo kid. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, you know, each one of those magazines, well, except I don't think Game Players ever did, but the rest of them would put out, like, top 100 games of all time when they get to, like, their 100th issue or Mm -hmm. sometimes incredibly arbitrarily, uh, as is in the case of the list that we're going to get to eventually. And what's really fun about those lists is how they tend to be, you look at them like when you're a kid, you're like, oh yeah, no, that sort of makes sense. Yeah, that looks really cool. And then you're like, you come back later with decades mm-hmm. of experience right. and you go like, yo, you really thought Kid Icarus was the 34th best game of all time? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that Kid Icarus is a good game. It is it's not. Well, uh, not no. Best of all time. It's incredibly charming, but oh man, that's barely a game. Like, we're ranking on title screen music alone, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You you rate it on the strength of that first stage and you go like Kid Icarus is the best game for the NES. It's yeah, it's good. That's, that's, that's about the little time you get frustrated enough to stop playing. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> you get to that second stage and you're like, nah, I think I'm good. Thanks. Yes, this actually sucks. I'm gonna go play Ice Climber. Oh no. Oh no, it's even worse. <laughs> I'm gonna go play Urban Champion. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> what am I doing with all these black box games? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and people say that Nintendo's output has always been good. So like I absolutely love these lists and a while back on stream, I actually went through EGM's top 100 games of all time, circa 1997, which featured Kid Icarus as the 34th best game of all time, mm-hmm. ahead of the vast majority of Mario games, <laughs> Oof. for instance. What uh, year did that come out? What, 97? 97, yes. Okay, I was like, maybe if you put the list out in like 1989, like there's not a lot of competition, so maybe. Yeah. But... Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I just have this list open right now. It is absolutely insane, because, yeah, Kid Icarus is 34th, which is ahead of such games such as Contra, Ghouls and Ghosts, Mario Kart 64, Tekken 2, mm-hmm. Castlevania mm-hmm. 3, the first Fantasy Star, Game Boy okay. Donkey Kong, which is a great version of Donkey Kong. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's that, that's on my top 100. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, that that actually is not the most shocking entry on this list. Uh, this most shocking one is number seventy-eight, which is Mega Man X Four. Uh, not the highest-rated Mega Man game on there. Mega Man Two is on there at seventy-three. But the reason why that one's funny is because that is the exact month that game came out, and they gave it an uh, eight, and they gave it an average score of eight point out of ten. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should have let that one stew for a bit. Yeah, maybe come back to it in a year, see if you still feel that way. Right. Right. Anyways, I could keep going on about this list. This list is, list is not our topic of today, but seeing that list and going through it on stream, I was like, I need to find more of these lists one day. And I forgot about mm-hmm. it until this week when I got bored and found the list we're going to be talking about. Oh, boy. Okay. Now, this list that we're going to be going over is crazy in ways that I would not quite expect, but... Before we get to it, I do want to go over two things before we start. The first is the okay. methodology behind the why I decided to select a list from the late 90s. Okay. Uh, now, the first reason is because nowadays there are just so many video games that are being released and so many video games that are just out there in general that like hit so, so many different niches and whatnot mm. uh, that the idea of like we've got like a top 100 games of all time list like nowadays is insane to me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. I mean, there's 20 extra years of of games to go through at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, like, hey, what's better, Super Mario Brothers or Dark Souls? Yeah. Right. And it's like, how? Do you Mario Brothers? How? How but... could you possibly? <laughs> <laughs> and we so like, sorry. This is a weird aside. Um, on our own pod, my my own my own podcast, the Cartridge Blowers podcast on YouTube. Uh, for our 100th episode, we did do a like best games ever mm-hmm. list. But we like made it twenty because mm. you know we weren't gluttons for punishment. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like people submitted hundreds of things, but we we're like, we're just gonna give it point values and make it twenty because this is just too much math. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and so imagine like, ac- yeah, actually putting out to like a hundred with the amount of games that are out today. Like it's oh absolutely gosh. insane. And like, what exactly is like a game that's relevant nowadays? What what's a game that you would want to actually play? Is like. Like to give an example, like probably like one of my top 100 games is Donut County. Sure, mm. the yeah. game about the the raccoon Illuminati, the donut store that they uh, that they run. Uh, like, is that actually a top 100 game? Probably not, but it is for me, and it's mm. it's kind of the same way for a lot of people. Uh, I right. mean, like, yeah, like it's it's very subjective, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and like it's hard to decide on what's like a video game canon, mm-hmm. you know? Because um, I mean, like Donut County is like that's a great example of something that's super interesting and unique. And then if I look at my own top 100 list, like a lot of stuff that is, you know, probably on that would go on a modern best games of all time. Like I don't really like, I I bounce off Minecraft every time I try to play it. Mm -hmm. That would not make my top 100. Yeah. But like, you know, I get that it should be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the same with like Fortnite. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Or something like Super Mario 64, which when it came out was revolutionary mm-hmm. and sure. today is not fun and kind of bad. 
Okay. That's, I, I, that's a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> but really? I, I, you're saying really? That's, yeah. that's the golden eye, the golden eye position for me. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I gold, golden eye fits that same, you know, oh yeah, everyone loves golden eye. And if you go back and play golden eye now, it's unplayable garbage. It's difficult, yes. I, I, I just assume that's true for anything, any first person shooter <laughs> on console pre twin stick. Yes. Yeah. You were 100% yeah. correct about that. So yeah. Siphon filter. Yeah. I mean, well, you, come on. For someone bring back Gabe Logan. I've been waiting for so long. He still has that very swimmy run around. where he just puts his hips into everything. It's great. They're gonna, I think. I think they're HD remaking that those games. Oh, was I, was, I, I was being facetious. They don't have to do that. Well, they're gonna. <laughs> oh no, what have I wrought? Oh <laughs> uh, yes. So yeah, that's one of the reasons why we are going with a list from the late nineties. The second is also because any list that's like top hundred games from now, it's unfortunately gonna be online. And I am so internet poisoned at this point where I anytime mm-hmm. I look at anything that has any sort of slight controversy, I wonder, are they just doing that just to garner controversy and clicks? Yeah. And like, probably. Yeah, like yeah. IGN's uh, most recent top one hundred games has Breath of the Wild their top game of all time. Sure. Which is like, hmm. Mm-hmm. I I wonder on that one. I, I mean, yeah. it's a great game. It's a great game. No, it's a great, great game. game. Yeah, it's my number one. But like, I I also get that a lot of people have very valid criticisms of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're keeping it to the late nineties. Uh, so yeah, that's a. And the second reason, the second thing I want to go over before we get started is that there was a whole lot of lists to go over, and I wanted to at least highlight two that I felt were kind of funny. They didn't make the cut, but mm-hmm. I I saw them and was like, okay, we got to talk about some of the dumb things on here. Okay. Now, the first is a list from GamePro.com. Remember that oh, hot banger website? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, what's yeah. the fun factor on these games? I got to know. Show me the face. <laughs> a beautiful yeah. fun factor. Yeah, right it's just that the face is exploding since so it's a 5.0. <laughs> yeah, wow. so GamePro.com, where gamers go first, which was uh, not true, which is why it's defunct no. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of IDG Entertainment, considering consisting of such websites such as GameDownloads.com and SuxerRules.com, which uh, okay is a very very bad website. Mm. Very very bad. <laughs> is which it's a it's basically a polling website where you put two pictures next to each other and vote and users can vote. Which means there's one video game thing and the rest are like which girl is hotter? Is it this All girl? Right, is it this right. girl? Yeah. Oh, and, it, yeah. and it's it's sad in a way web 2.0 was back in the day mm-hmm. anyways they put out a 52 most influential games of all time which i found a very okay. interesting list uh their number one is grand theft auto 3 which i i don't know if i necessarily agree with it but i do think it's a top five just with how the game industry has mm-hmm. gone since then right uh, i mean when does when did this list come out uh, this list came out 2007 um oh that's like right after 06 was a damn good year mm-hmm um i guess i guess yeah maybe yeah 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 it's one of those things where it's like i i don't think that's true in my opinion is vice city out by that point though it has oh yeah it absolutely is i feel like i feel like the 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 gta 3d trilogy gets better with each iteration well no it gets better but their their criteria is most influential okay okay i buy Mm. that then i buy that well so if you're talking influential i don't see how you beat mario brothers yeah yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you on that. Um, I don't remember exactly where Mario Brothers landed on this list, but uh, I do know where Enter the Matrix did. Oh? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, remember that yeah. great game? 
yeah, that very influential major impact on the industry of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people yeah. are looking at it these days and they're like, what, a, you know, that's a very enter, enter the matrix. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they absolutely yeah. are. Yeah. It's number 43 on this list ahead of such <laughs> luminaries such as halo, super Mario Kart, and Tony Hawk's pro skater. Oh, and Gran Turismo. Those four are travesties being behind Enter the Matrix. Wow. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, it's so good. I, like, Mar- Tony Hawk? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony Hawk invented a genre. It, it did. did. I feel like I think all of those genre. invented a genre or refined them into a right. new formula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But, but like, yeah, Enter the Matrix really... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not even good <laughs> there there had never been a video game movie tie-in that was also a video game anime movie tie-in before it was a it was a it was a cinematic universe of cross media promotional mm-hmm. Woof. yeah right yeah this list is full of all sorts of hot takes like that like space war the very first video game ever or credited okay. as it as the first video game ever is 39 uh-huh. Behind Mortal Kombat 2? Um, I mean, Mortal Kombat, I, if you're going to do, like, influential, I think it would be Mortal Kombat. I mean, yeah. 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 It, it, Does Street Fighter make the list? Uh, That is a great question. Let's see if Street Fighter makes Because you don't have list. a Mortal Kombat without Street Fighter 2. Right. You don't have the fighting game genre without Street Fighter. Right. I am looking on here. Unfortunately, I'm having to use the Wayback Machine for this one. Uh, sure. For this yeah. hot banger. Um, and then I, if you really want to, like, go back, like, I mean, like, Yaya Air Kung Fu gives you, like, fighting games. And so, like, but even then... Yeah, kind of, but, like, but, like, what they are, like, how right. they it's, work. It's Street Fighter. Street Fighter 2 is the prototypical fighting game. Right. And, like, what... Like, I guess Space War is the prototypical video game mm-hmm. if that's the case then it's number one right right if that's if we're arguing that for space war but like it, it it's space war <laughs> like none of us have played it no one has no one has right. you've seen like a screenshot and like you know uh a book or something and like that's it and it's it looks like asteroids it's probably just asteroids Right. It basically is. Uh, Street Fighter Two is on here. It's seventeen, uh, just ahead of SimCity and just behind Doom. Uh, Metroid okay. is ahead of of Street Fighter Two, by the way. Oh uh, no, no, <laughs> no. If if this no. list had come out in twenty twenty two, yes, you could make an argument with how many yeah like Metroid like games, right. or certain action games. Two thousand seven, no. That's not even Metroid, though. That's, like, explicitly Super Metroid. True, true, yeah. yeah. True. OG Metroid is, is not a very funny oh, Yeah, OG, OG Metroid is not super influential. I'm sorry. Or good. Mm-hmm. No, no. I'm really glad that, I brought up doing this hot list. Takes. <laughs> I'm really glad I brought up this list, because, yeah, this list is, this list is nuts. And it's not, it's not even the list I eventually went with. Mm-hmm. Now, the other second runner-up that I had is a magazine, it's the 1995 uh, Top 100 Games of All Time list from Flux Magazine. Have you ever heard of Flux? Oh, I no. think I have. Uh, Flux I, was- I've read a lot of video game magazines, I've never heard of Flux. Flux was a magazine that billed themselves as either the most dangerous or most controversial video game and comic zine on the market. 
Okay. Oh yay! This is this sounds like a '90s ass magazine. It is. Leisure Suit Larry is number one. <laughs> I actually don't remember what is number one because I was just so fixated on like the write-ups for other things. But yeah, Flux is exactly what you think it is, which is basically, hey, this we're gonna make our magazine adult, and by adult I mean we're going to do so for thirteen-year-olds. Yeah. Cool. Uh, their number one is actually Space Invaders, which is. Not the world's worst choice. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, but just to give you some um, some little uh, little nuggets from this one, uh, they had Lunar at 76, and I mostly put these on for the write-ups. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, who's making this list? Because you said Space Invaders is number one. Yeah. And my mind is like, okay, if you're in 1994 or 5 or whatever, and you're picking Space Invaders as the number one best game of all time, like, you're probably like, 35 in 1994. Yeah, you think so, right? You're super old, but then you're picking Lunar? Mm. (laughs) What? (laughs) You're old and you like working designs games? Are you okay? Uh, That's okay. He just likes those hot anime babes. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, Lunar at 76, and they say, quote, the best RPG that will ever be for the sake of CD, not wrong. Uh, True, okay. Featuring a greatly amusing story filled with pop culture references and double entendres that got past the censor weasels at Sega, end quote. Oh (laughs) my god. Oh Oh, man. It gets better. It gets better. So at number 17, they had Donkey Kong Country, which they said, quote, Super Nintendo owners had no idea their little gray boxes could pump out fully rendered, lightened, fast graphics like those in DK Country. And for 100 levels, no less, grab an IV and pop into your arm. You won't be getting up from in front of the tube for quite a while. Which, first off, no, you were lied to, you idiot. <laughs> There's no special chips in there. They just digitized the graphics. That's all they did. It's just more yep. combat, like, you know, sorcery. <laughs> That's all it is. And also, there's not 100 levels in that game. I was about to say, yeah, I, yeah, I was like, typing mm. how many levels are in. Because it's not 100. What? Right? Okay, now, but my personal favorite. Well, this is not my personal favorite. But it's close. Centipede at number 15. Okay. Sure, man, I guess. (laughs) Okay. So they say, quote, okay, so it's a chick game. I mean, pastels. What? Damn. God. Still, Centipede was the first real innovation on Space Invaders to come down a pike in a while. And it got your girlfriend off your back while you paid attention to more important things, like Defender. End quote. A Defender doesn't make their list, first off. (laughs) Oh my god. And, and second, so, I get what they're doing because Centipede was known for having, you know, a pretty broad appeal. Uh, right. Uh-huh. And they're being like, oh man, this girl game, look at that. I mean, we secretly enjoyed it, but you know, like, you know. like there's, yeah, there's a history to like Centipede specifically getting, you know, female gamers into arcades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but again, that reads so much like, how old are you in 1994? What? <laughs> I I don't know. That, like me in 94, I feel like, you know, I'm the age. I'm like 10 years, nine, nine, 10 years old. I'm, you know, I'm the one who is buying these magazines. Mm-hmm. Right. And right? so like, um, I don't know what you're talking about. I, <laughs> I've never actually played Centipede, probably. And so that's sure, sure, I guess, man. Yeah. Girl power. No, no women allowed. Boy power. Boy power, yes. Boy power, yeah. So 
one last thing from Flux, and this is actually my favorite thing, and I'm actually going to mm -hmm. pull this up. This is their top 25 all-time oh, worst video games. Oh, my God. Okay, let's see these. Worst video games? Worst video games. Now, on here, there's a lot on here that makes sense, like, you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula for the Sega CD or mm -hmm. Make Your Own Video, but it gets really, really strange because it seems like they just really hate certain arcade games. Uh-huh. Like, Frogger's their 22nd Frogger. worst game of all time. Really? Dig Dug. Yeah, Dig Dug or Cubert. Dig Dug 12. Yeah, Cubert's the third worst game of all time. Pingu is the second worst game of all Wait, time. Wait, Sylphid? Yeah, Sylphid. Sylphid is yeah. a pretty fucking cool game, Sylphid actually. Is, there is nothing wrong with Sylphid. Um, there, yeah, I'm looking. Okay, so, um, yeah, Indiana Jones 2600 sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Home Alone on Genesis is garbage. Um, Frogger is a wild choice. Like, Cuber's not bad. Cuber's not a fine. bad game. Yeah. And, like, E.T. 26. Okay, I we get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, it is basically just... I did, Somebody on this, like, writing this just had some real issues with some, like, some uh -huh. arcade games that they were bad at. It's just how yeah, it, it really me. feels like that. It's just like, ah, fucking also dig dug. Also, basic programming on 2600. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, basic programming. <laughs> Who wants to learn about programming on their Atari 2600? Yeah, it's really, really dumb. But that's not the list we're going to be going over today. I think it's finally time that we get to the list that we're going to be talking about. Oh, boy. And the list is going to be Next Generation's Top 100 Games of All Time from 1996. The September 1996 oh issue. Boy. Uh, Alex, Matt, have you ever heard of Next Generation? No. Yeah, I, I Wait, yes. Been. Yes, I can visualize their logo in my mind. Mm -hmm. they, yeah. they were like, I feel Next Generation had kind of like the more mature feel to it compared to like EGM and GamePro and tips and tricks and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you, you would read like, <laughs> this is a really dumb comparison, but like Next Generation is the New Yorker of video game magazines. That's actually like, not that wrong. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it's like either the New Yorker or the Bloomberg. Yeah, there would be like long articles about the business and about like you mm -hmm. know yeah interviews like, with game developers like actual yeah developers. real inside baseball stuff yeah it's and a, as a kid I'm like this is kind of neat you know yeah it, it had a very neat sort of niche to it uh yeah so their main thing is that they didn't have walkthroughs in there or like cheat mm -hmm. codes or whatnot and uh, they also covered basically the video game industry as a whole so like I'd like mm. say like EGM which covered like consoles and occasionally like arcades. Or like PC Gamer, which obviously covered PC games, they were more than happy to cover everything, mm -hmm. uh, which meant that they, when they put together this list for uh, their for their September issue, it ended up being just like this really like very broad sort of thing. Like there's going to be right. PC, arcade, and console games in here. That's which, cool. Okay. Yeah, it makes it a very very interesting list. Um, now, uh, Next Generation was also known for not uh, crediting their writers. Uh... Uh, now they they would credit them at like the start of their issue, but like their big thing is that like oh all articles are basically written as a team, so you didn't mm -hmm. know who would write each individual article, which I thought it would be was like a signed weird. next generation staff or something. Yeah, so yeah. I did go through to see who exactly wrote for this particular issue, and it's actually there's actually some pretty interesting people who wrote for this. Uh, uh, Colin Campbell, for instance, wrote for this. Uh, he's still a freelance mm -hmm. writer to this day, uh, working for outlets such as Polygon and whatnot. He's basically written for everybody by this point. Uh, pretty right. well known old hand in the industry uh chris charla is kind of the same although he got out of um 
journalism a while ago is currently the director at id at xbox which is microsoft's indie game publishing and outreach arm mm-hmm. uh, and also gary witta was a contributor as well uh hmm. gary witta okay. being a former journalist himself now currently a screenwriter who's known for helping to write rogue one in the book of eli yeah. okay so yeah very interesting sort of um set of people in that and yeah in this particular issue that they like did things like uh, they talked to Eugene Jarvis and had like a very wide ranging interview about retro arcade games and how they compare to mm. modern games, which is both mix of like some good insight and also a uh, man yells at cloud. Right. Sure. Which is a lot of fun. But yeah. eventually they said, Hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and put together our own top 100 games, a list of all time. And that's what we're going to go over. Now, this list is nuts in many different ways. To start with, I want to kind of talk about how exactly they went about deciding how to even do this. Mm-hmm. Now, on the start on their front cover, which I'm not going to show because it does spoil a few things, they like basically are like confidential. These games are on our top 100 list, and they make sure to very specifically point out, but not missed. Ah, <laughs> uh, so already uh, okay. their their right positioning is like this is kind of a controversial sort of list, which is really uh-huh. at odds with what their magazine's about in the first place. Right. The second is they have an extremely stringent criteria that they established. Now, according to them, first, in order to make the list, the game had to be one that they would still play today. And they hmm. specifically cite Mr. Do's Wild Ride as something that would not make this list because of it. <laughs> that, that specifically, huh? That specifically. Okay. Then they say, second, while historical significance is undoubtedly important, the 100 most influential games of all time is a different list entirely, so historical significance significance didn't get a game included all by itself third um they said hey listen we're not going to just like pick arbitrarily and be like okay well this game has to make this uh and also games that are part of a series are just going to be included as part of a series so for instance Mm -hmm. it's not going to be separate mario games it's just going to be mario series okay or you know Mm. Uh, to spoil things, Leisure Shoot Larry is in this. Le- it'll be the okay. Leisure Shoot Larry of course, series. Of course. They're going to violate this rule so many damn times in this <laughs> list. <laughs> to the point of frustration. And also, I feel that they say that they didn't want to um, just be like, okay, we're going to take like maybe the top 10 per system or per, or per genre. They say that's mm-hmm. the coward's way out. And then they explicitly go like, we're going to take the coward's way out and just be like, well, we don't want to monopolize this with Mario games. Even right. though a lot of those games are pretty different from one another. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, that's kind of their big things that they got going on. There's a few other weird things in here. Uh, for instance, uh, they're going to only list like the best versions for each game, but they also do things by saying like, hey, listen, if we say PCs, we mean it's like an Apple II or Commodore 64 game. But if we say PC, an MS-DOS game, which is like, that's just dumb. Why are you doing this? <laughs> sure. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, oh, one last thing. They said there are definitely some surprises on this list. Almost no shooters made their final cut, and there isn't a final fight style game here either. And they say this reflects our own bias towards genres that require thought above Twitch skills. Once again, they're going to violate this all the time throughout this list. They also oh boy. S- yes. So you ready to take a look at this dumb list? Yes, yeah. Please. Yeah. When, right. when was this published again? Uh, September, roughly about September 1996. Okay. So this is like pre-Ocarina, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is right before the N64. Nintendo yeah. 64 is hot off the presses. 
Okay. Like, wow. Yeah, they have okay. the first two N64 reviews in this particular issue. Uh, Super Mario 64 and Pilot Link 64, which both got perfect scores. But did make the list. Mm, I don't know. We'll have to find if, out. I'm yeah. thinking if Pilot Wings deserved that <laughs> perfect score. I love Pilot Wings I per- 64. I but... personally think it does, but it's because I played it Pilot Wings the wrong way. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So let's jump into this. Our first game on here is Trinity at number 100. Uh, oh, dude, I love Trinity. Do you? I've never heard of this game before. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Mm. <laughs> what the fuck is this? So Trinity is the first of what's going to be a lot of uh, text-based adventure games on this okay. list. So yeah. Gosh, um, like an Infocom text adventure. Those are like... There are so many Infocom text adventure those games. Those are the, the deep ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was a 1986 game that was released that um, basically explores, I think, post-nuclear war, if I remember correctly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that's the first one. 99 NBA Jam series. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. I'm here for it. I think this is bullshit. NBA Jam should be so much higher. I agree. No, 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 for sure. I'm I'm just cheering at making the list. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I will immediately, as soon as we see 98, be like, come on, because NBA Jam should be up ahead of it. Yeah, yeah. No, like, keep in mind the context of when this list is. Yeah, NBA Jam should be higher. It's it's still pretty fresh in people's I, I, I do. I'm looking at this review here, the write-up, mm-hmm. and the memorable moment is Ad-Rock executing a flaming dunk over Bill Clinton. And it's like, I guess, like, the secret character stuff was uh, never appealing to me i just thought it was a fun ass game yeah it's a yeah. oh god it's so good it's, it's really so fun. good and yeah they're, it they're, holds up too it does it totally does yeah the, their mm-hmm. criticism is that many of the innovations are not cliche but it remains one of the best arcade machines around there's gonna be so many other arcade games are gonna be ahead of this and i'm like how are those not old mm-hmm. and also like Many of its innovations are now cliche. Okay, I guess that's not the game's fault. Yeah, that's the industry. Like that mm-hmm. means that this was the originator. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a decision. It's a decision. Sure. Right. Okay. Ninety eight is R type, which R type fantastic oh, game. Great, great. Uh, okay, R type is cool. Yeah, another game um, that I would argue should be higher, but but not not before NBA Jam. Yeah, no, not no, before NBA Jam. That. No. Like, no. I, I think R-Type belongs in a uh, top 100, probably, like, still here in, like, the bottom 50 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Not this early, but, like, you know. Yeah, it's, no. It's, it's good that it's here. It is. It's like, yeah, th- thank you for recognizing R-Type. People should be talking about R-Type more often. For sure. Agreed. Uh, 97 is Space Invaders. Oh. A- about where Space Invaders belong. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, for it's an innovator, 1978, you know, it's the game Taito's known for. They literally say Space Invaders is Twitch gaming. Yeah. And then they also uh-huh. said, we're not going to talk about Twitch games. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Final Fight doesn't deserve to be on this list. Well, uh, agreed, but Streets of Rage exists. And so, like, <laughs> 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 come on. Like, Turtles in Time is real, y'all. It's yeah, real. Right. <laughs> Yeah, there's not a single beat-em-up on this list, by the way. I'm just going to spoil that right now. 96 is Galaga. Which is, um, sure. Hmm. Galaga's all right, yeah. yeah. Um, I like Space Invaders more. But oh. I, hmm. I, I like Galaga more than Space Invaders. Yeah, but they're both fun. Yeah, they're okay. fine. I, I would play both. If it was, I was in an arcade and I saw them, I'd put a quarter sure, in yeah. each yeah. of them and then would walk away. 
Okay, fair. Yeah. Uh, 95 is the Strike mm. Series, which would be EA's uh, isometric helicopter games. Uh, Na- okay. Huh. So, which they have Trinity, I didn't know what it is. This, I do know what it is. These games suck. Yeah, these aren't good. They aren't, but they were so... You do not understand how popular these games were back in the 90s. Yeah. I know they were popular. And they, they, they were, were dumb. very unique, but yeah, these are bad. I totally forgot how um, how many of these games they put out over a five-year there period. There were so many. They uh, all control like garbage. They do. They do. Yeah. And then it's like... Literally next year, they would come out with Nuclear Strike on the PlayStation. Like, it's it's a, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing how they just kept putting these damn things out, and they're all the same. Like, I, think- I was five when I played this game, and I knew it was trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played... God, what did I... I think I played Jungle Strike not too long ago on Oof. stream, and like... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not like, it, it, it's, it's, it, They're ugly games... I, I'm pretty sure Jungle Strike didn't have any music. Probably like, not. I don't think most of sounds them Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, what a just drab, terrible experience. To make a top 100 is... I would never in my wildest dreams consider this series. No. Top 100. This is, I think... I'm trying to think if, like, EGM put uh, the Strike series on there, any of the games on there, and I'm not sure they did. Like, yeah, Good. it's the, this doesn't show up very often. So, yeah, this is the first one where it was like, uh, huh, okay, sure. 94, Rave Racer. Ridge Racer had not quite come out yet, in case you're all wondering. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that's the start of the Ridge Racer series. Rave Racer, I was never a huge fan of. I, I mm-hmm. only it, Ridge Racer was the one that clicked with me. Uh, specifically I never, I never played Rave Racer, but Ridge Racer rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like uh, original Ridge Racer, honestly, still holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like if you know, if Rave Racer is anything like it, I'm sure I, I would agree. I would, I mean, in a modern list, Ridge Racer makes it. Mm-hmm. At yeah. least like R4. Absolutely. Makes it, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Ridge Racer series is so good, I, I can man. also see this argument that as an arcade game with the proper like audio setup and sure. like the whole cabinet, like, yeah, the experience is more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Totally. 93. Burning Force. Uh, Burning Force uh-huh. is a game that I have played once. It's very Space Harrier-like, mm-hmm. uh, but is not as good as Space Harrier, in my opinion. Well, yeah. that's not great, because I think Space <laughs> Harrier is awful. Oh, you... That is that is some fucking fighting words. Space Harrier has... It, it looks cool. It has great visuals. And, oh, come on, that music's so good. Um, But... Wow, dog shit to play. Oh no, man! <laughs> no, no. Are you playing? Okay, hold on, hold on. Like, are you like playing with like a D pad where you like you don't like automatically go back to center? Because if you're playing with like a D pad where you like you stick to like one par- portion of the screen, I, then yeah, that that is a terrible version. I have only played with a D pad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. You you need to either play need, the Dreamcast version with analog, or yeah, in the arcade with the actual joystick. Because okay. yeah, no, it literally is a different experience. I. Space Harrier needs to be on this list. Space Harrier is not on this okay. list and is a travesty. Space Harrier isn't. Wait, why, is, is? why is the inferior clone I don't know. I don't know. That's what gets me. I There are so many games that are on this list that are like... Like, this game is a little bit visually better, I guess, for the time. I think Space Harrier's aged a little bit better. But there's uh-huh. a lot of games on here that are like, it could be like very visually impressive but have nothing else going for it. Right. And so I kind of wonder if it was kind of like, oh, this looks kind of pretty. This looks better than the, Space Harrier. Let's put this on. The write-up here says uh, 
it, what earns Burning Force its place in this list is level design. Okay. Uh, and the fact that no enemies are repeated from level to level. Hmm. Okay, I guess. I guess, yeah. Also, um, never hit commercially. BF can be found at garage sales. Oh, cool. Okay, good to know. Yeah, good yeah. to know. I'm, I'm just looking at the fact that the first thing this review says is Space Harrier. Yeah. <laughs> A Space Harrier style forward scrolling shooter. Yeah. Yeah, but, right. you, you know, it's... It, but we're not going to have actual space here on here. Honestly, I should complain because there's going to be so many Sega games on this list. So, you know. Okay, mm. cool. Don't worry. We're going to get we're going to get our Sega arcade game fix in a little bit. Oh, boy. 92 is Hard Hat Mac, that banger of game from Electronic Arts from 1982. Oh, yeah. Dope. Love Hard Hat Mac. Yeah, yeah. great. Everyone um, remembers and celebrates Hard Hat Mac. It's like a more complicated version of Donkey Kong without the charm of Donkey Kong. It's, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it looks like. If yep. you own a Commodore 64, chances are you had a copy. Well, I have bad news for you. <laughs> I did not own a Commodore 64. Neither did I. Yeah, um, I guess it's not our time. Oh, 91 okay. is Resident Evil, right? 91. Yes. Um, Resident Evil. I mean, okay, so this is like not too long after resident evil is released this is a pretty yep. fresh game at this point mm-hmm. um so i guess like we don't know you know or they don't know how influential this game is going to be yeah right and they, they did say this isn't like an influential list this is right. a best list mm-hmm. um resident evil should be higher for sure still like <laughs> oh yeah it's not absolutely like, this, this like in 1996, this game fucking ruled. Yeah, in 96, me? this game should be top 15 at least. There were there were two games that got me to buy a PlayStation. It was Final Fantasy VII and mm-hmm. then this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't blame you on that. I don't blame you yeah. on that. This was Capcom's best selling game when it came out. Yeah, Not understandable. Yeah, yeah. It um and as they mentioned here, it was quickly became the best selling PlayStation game in the U.S., which is also true. Like, this game was so huge at the time. Mm-hmm. Too uh, bad it's not as good as Leisure Suit Larry. True. Oh, yeah, I guess I spoiled that. Yeah, it's not as good as Leisure Suit Larry. But, I mean, like, Leisure Suit Larry is a pretty great tent pole to hang our, our this game isn't as good as that hat. Crazy. Because, like, you kidding me? This ain't as good as Leisure Suit Larry's fucking, <laughs> I don't know, whatever cum pun they're going to use this week. Because, Christ, <laughs> no. Resident God. Evil is better than ever. Oh, never mind. Okay. That's yeah. Fine. That's, it's it's yeah. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Great. great list. 90 is Xevious. Uh, Resident oh, Evil better than Xevious. But okay. Yes, yes. Better than Resident Evil. Okay. Yeah. Xevious. <laughs> yeah. Xevious. Everyone's favorite this. Xevious is not even my favorite uh, top down uh, no. vertical no. shooter. No. I rate Galaga higher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I would do. Xevious is weird. Okay. So, like, where's my 1940s? Oh, 1942 is way better than Xevious. Oh, way um, better. Xevious is really popular in Japan. It is. But mm, not yeah. here. But Next Generation is an American magazine, right? That is correct. It is a California-based magazine. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, maybe Xevious was just, like, super hot on the West Coast only. Maybe. And, like, the rest of the country never got into it. Because Xevious never clicked here. There's a lot of things about this list that make me that almost made me question if this was like a British magazine at times for some of the like weirder choices. Like, uh, if you PC tell me games. fucking Dizzy is on here, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my shit. No, unfortunately, Dizzy, our our friendly Damn. hopping egg, is not on here. Damn, fuck, fuck Dizzy. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, weird game on there though. 
this one is also weird. Uh, what really made me question if this was like actually like a British magazine and I was mistaken. 89 is Summer Games, Winter Games, and California Games, which are all three different games, but they decided yeah. to just group them together. I, I was like, okay, California Games should probably be like 90s at, on yeah. this list. At this, at this time from when this came out, sure, I will buy that, even though I never liked California Games. Same. But um, yeah, this this is better than Resident Evil. I know. Uh, These no. guys said, "Hey, listen, we we would rather play California games than Resident Evil." Yeah, that's. I would. I, uh, Maybe they freshly beat Resident Evil. Is like I can't really. I don't really want to go back to this. But California. Yeah, games. I'd really rather play California. You know, I just want to pop in TNC Surf Designs rather than Resident Evil. This is fucking great. Shut up. I want to play this dumb up. hacky sack game that I always mess up uh, on. Oh, I, I hate California games. Mm. Yeah. Memorable moments, the way the epic flag theme is twice as long as any of the other national anthems. Nice one. <laughs> what a great moment. And wow. What incredible. You know what? Fuck it. I take it back. I, I cast I aside my nostalgia for California games. Let it burn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the half pipe's still okay. The half pipe's still okay. Look at like look at the screenshot. Like I know audio listeners, you can't tell. This is maybe the worst yeah, screenshot we've seen so far of any game. I don't know what's happening in this. It's screenshot. like a purple yeah. miasma with like a flaming man standing on an American gladiator's lift. Like I don't know what's happening. Yeah, the unedited version of this is being recorded. Will be placed on YouTube because there's so many visual elements in this, which is also why I'm trying to explain as much of them. But some of these, right. so some of these, I did put like actual screenshots with them. This one I didn't because I was like, no. No, it doesn't deserve yeah. it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, number eighty-eight is a game. Actually, this is also another game. Was like, this is is this a British magazine? Night mm -hmm. Lore, um, from Ultimate okay. Play the Game, released in nineteen eighty-three. Uh, I think this game is perfectly fine to be on this list. Um, Ultimate mm -hmm. is the company that became Rare, or actually, I guess they are still Rare. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, right. And yeah, this is part of the Saber Wolf series, uh, the third game actually, of uh, which are pretty cool isometric puzzle platformers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. this is perfectly fine. I have no problem with this game. Sure. 87, sure. Discs of Tron, which I had never heard of until today. I don't feel like this game should be on a top 100 list. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I don't. I just don't know top 100. It, yeah. It has a very interesting visual style. It is a, it's mm. a reading cabinet. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. That makes sense. So it's it's a very neat game to look at, but it is, it is quite simple. You're throwing discs at each other. Right. And I mean, like, just visually, it's a it's a really cool game. Even like, mm -hmm. you know, ten years later, mm -hmm. or like like seeing the screenshot in '94, I'd be like, "Whoa, that looks super cool." Yeah, it's a, um, it's a sick looking game. Yeah, but not top one hundred. No. Not better than Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> you know what's also better than Resident Evil? Uh, Jumping Flash. Come on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now let's let's be fair. Let's be. I've never played Jumping Flash. It doesn't seem good. You are missing nothing. Um, I liked Jumping Jump Flash when I was a kid. Um, I would not, not play it now. It's not, it's not a bad game. It's just like, it's kind of plain. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? it, it is. Again, uh, talking not influential, talking fun. Right. Good game. Like we were talking earlier about how Mario 64 doesn't hold up. Uh -huh. Like yeah. imagine Mario 64 and like except the, there's no you know interesting controls. Right. Yeah. Like jumping flash is yeah, jumping it, like, flash was whoa, pre analog cool stick, 
Right. Right. Like the 3D graphics were the the sort of appeal of it, and it doesn't really, you mm-hmm. know, work. Yeah. Um, it wasn't very fun to play even at that time. So. Yeah, it, it was one of those games that kind of had got a lot of hype because as um as they say right here, it was heralded by the press as the first 32-bit game to succeed at creating a new genre. It was 3D and it played great. And mm. so that was kind of its claim to fame. Um, it's considered to be the first 3D platformer, platformer right. uh, which is a lie, uh, by mm. the way. Uh, the mm-hmm. Book of World Records says that and a few other outlets say it. That's not true. The actual first 3D platformer was likely Alpha Waves for the Atari ST back in 1990. This seems ah. very pedantic, but I hate this mm-hmm. list, so I'm going to be pedantic. <laughs> sure, um, yeah. And yeah, like when I played this in Jumping Flash 2 when I was a kid, like, yeah, it was really, really cool. It's like, man, look at these colorful graphics and the 3D and whatnot. But yeah, it it, it controls so terribly. Like, so, it's a PlayStation. It was a PlayStation killer app at like launch. It was. Right. It, um, it totally, I think it does deserve to be on this list, but mm, it was one of those Maybe like a list, top 100 PlayStation specifically games. Yeah. But like, of all time, no thank you. Yeah, no, no. Oh, hey, here's your laser suit, Larry, by the way. Okay, yeah. 85, sure. Yeah, um, the photos Jeez. I have in here are of the original laser suit, Larry, and uh, Love for Sale, which is their attempt at doing... Um, uh, uh, monkey, basically the Monkey Island, uh, the third mm-hmm. game, which I forget which one what that is. Yeah, uh, Escape, or I think. Yeah, maybe maybe Curse. I don't remember. It's uh, yeah. Um, <sighs> I I played a Leisure Suit Larry game one time. I read, mm-hmm. it was one on. I think there was a PS2 one. It might have been Magna like Magna Come Loudy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, okay. And okay, I, I rented it. And I was like, I felt I was alone playing it and I felt embarrassed. Yeah. Okay. Not to come to the defense of this here half raising, but that is not fair to the series that that's the game you played. That game is absolute trash. Sure, sure. The, sure. the classic Sierra games are actually kind of All right. charming yeah. and endearing in their hokey stupid like quintessential 80s sex humor mm-hmm. sure but they they have a certain charm and genuineness to them that is kind of endearing so you're um, telling me and these mm-hmm. are the words that you just said yes that these games are better than resident evil yes that is what i'm saying oh um, <laughs> that makes sense i buy it uh, do you want to learn something very disturbing? Mm. They're still Always. making Leisure Suit Larry games to this day. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. you do? Oh, you know about Wet Dreams Dry Twice? The hot yeah. banger that came out in 2020? Hadn't heard that particular subtitle, but I was aware it's an ongoing franchise for reasons. Yeah, I was disturbed. I don't know. I was disturbed to learn that as go- going through this. I was like, I don't think they really should be, but okay. It's probably better than the box office bust, at least. So probably, and it's almost certainly better than Magna Cum Laude because apparently that one's just the worst. And I've seen footage of it, and yeah, that game looks like the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's it ain't great. It ain't great. Uh, Eighty four, by the way, is said to be. All right, sure. Uh, yeah, girls love it. Yeah, don't yeah. think there's much else to say. Yeah, uh, eighty three is Joust. I love. I love me some Joust. Joust is good. Joust, Joust is cool. Um. I when I was in high school, I would like I, I got a computer and I would like make little like I liked making audio plays mm-hmm. just like for silly reasons. I made a joust trailer 
uh, for like a sure. movie version of Joust. Okay, and, yeah. And people were like, wait, what are you talking about? And like the whole trailer was about, you know, giant cosmic ostriches. save the world and i just love the plot of joust i love Mm -hmm. the the universe of joust i would like to see the expanded joust universe i I would watch that yeah 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 i would i would love to see the joust animated series that tries to adapt the unreleased joust 2 where your your (laughs) person can turn to a pegasus it's great that's stupid they ruined it oh virtual (laughs) call Yeah, eighty two is virtual cop. Virtual cop fucking rules. Virtual, virtual cop is great. Rad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have I have nothing more to say. This it should probably be a little higher in my opinion, yeah. but like I would I agree think on a on a like general public list, it's probably here. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is this is perfectly fine. Uh, eighty one yeah. is River Raid, nineteen eighty two game from the Atari twenty six hundred. Nineteen forty two is not on this list. You said right. That's exactly right. Uh, okay. I, I like uh, me some River Raid, but River Raid should be like one hundred. Maybe. Yeah, Xevious is better than River Raid. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think pretty much Alec is better than River Raid. This is, this is pretty much this is like the bottom of the good vertical shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool for the twenty six hundred because it was there was a lot going sure. on with it. Sure, they like a lot of twenty six hundred games though. I don't think it's aged well. Uh, Falcon Gold, a nineteen ninety four PC game from Spectrum Holobyte. So this okay. is going to be the first of many flight sim games that have 3D graphics. Got it. Not really much else going for them. Okay. So this this is where I got to speak up because right. Spectrum's F-18 Hornet was one of the first video games I ever played. And I played it extensively. I'm talking about when I was like four. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I did not know what Kuwait means <laughs> or Sidewinder. Mm. <laughs> or eject um i love and owe a great deal of my life and identity as a person to spectrum's fa teen hornet and i would put it on a top 100 list how many of these are going to be on here uh spectrum holobyte games or at least yeah. similar flight sims uh four or so Okay. Um, Falcon Gold, huh? Really, Falcon? Um, yeah, Falcon Gold. Mm. Cool, cool name. They really should have just put Spectrum Flight Sim, and it should be like ninety. Yeah, the like, yeah, like this, the Spectrum series, or like, yeah, like yeah. Flight Sim series, or what? They're all the same. They kind of are, which is that's really my main thing with this. Like, if they just did like, yeah, uh, FAAT. Or likes Falcon Gold, like okay, mm. yeah, that's fine. But there's going to be a lot of these on this list, kind of like how yeah. there's a lot of text adventures where it's like, huh, okay. Mm. Uh, Seventy nine, by the way, is King's okay. Quest. Okay, should they should be higher? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it should we're, be. we're doing all we're doing whole series should be higher. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, King's Quest is legendary for a reason. It has a, a surprisingly interesting speed run community too. It hmm. does. I don't believe that. Yeah. 70 is track and field series. No. Yeah. No, no, as in, no, it shouldn't be on this list, or no, as in, it should be higher. Uh, not on the list, if not Ooh. at least lower. Um, I, uh, these are, it's just terrible. These are not fun to play. I've never liked track and field, but that's because I've always been bad at mashing. I've, yeah. I mean, it's just, but I mean, it's just like mashing. Your best is not whole game. Yes. Yeah. 
Magic yes. is not a fun video game. I don't understand. And like I've I played the PlayStation Dragonfield as well. Um, it's also just mashing, but worse. Mm-hmm. And so like nah. Also, anyone who thinks the track and field is better than King than King's Quest? For sure. Yeah, insane. Right? yeah, they're insane. They're absolutely insane. You're out of your mind. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've never played King's Quest. I've just seen it and I'm like, yeah. Those games rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is the first thing on the list. I I don't understand any reasoning as to why this is here. And it goes once again. It goes against their whole like ethos. Like, well, I I wouldn't necessarily call this like Twitch gaming or whatnot. But like, right. like things like, oh no, we like we prefer games where it's like a lot more thinking involved. Yeah, this it's isn't like, cerebral. I mean, like, literally, it says most quest. of the time, yes, you want a game that challenges your brain, but sometimes the appeal of button pounding is undeniable. What appeal of but what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, like what I'm not really sure about this one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think track and field deserves to be at a top on a top one hundred list I uh, like by like nineteen ninety six standards, but like mm. it's seventy-eight ahead of some of the games on this list, absolutely not. No way, yeah. Seventy seven, Shining Force series. Sure. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm pleased by this personally as a man who really likes some Shining Force. Yeah, I um this is and this is pre shining like the best shining force is shining force three on the Saturn and mm. so like the fact that this is pre shining force three is pretty cool. Um, I, mm. I, I OG shining force is still pretty cool. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I have no problem with. I don't, don't even. I even have a problem with the placement here. I think this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, perfectly fine with this. Perfectly fine with this. Yeah. Those games hold up in my opinion. For sure. This game, this one pissed me off. 76 <laughs> NBA Live 96. Specifically 96? Off. Specifically 96. Not even the NBA Live series. Specifically no. 96. Specifically 96. Now, to be fair, there's only two NBA Live games at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. EA's been putting out a bunch of other basketball games that technically right. were not isometric. So I guess that's their delineating factor here. Mm-hmm. But this is such a bullshit. This has made me so angry. This game better than NBA Jam? Oh yeah, no, no, no! I no, didn't no, even no. realize. Yeah, no, 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 no! Like this is, my... this is an awful perspective. Yeah, it is. Fuck this camera, first of all. Yeah, mm-hmm. my brain had put together like, oh yeah, we talked about NBA Jam earlier. That's the second basketball game on the list. Huh? It's funny. Oh, wait, it's like this thirty like places 20, above it. Yeah, it's like twenty points high. No, yeah. no, 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 are you no. Me? The no. controls in this game are so squirrely. Everyone is like so damn squirrely, and there's like. Like there's artificial weight that's like added to the movements that like just do not feel natural at all. There's exactly one good thing about this game. There's one good thing. You can make your own team and you could just put copies of as many players as you want on there. So you can make a team cool. of five shacks. And that's kind of cool. And that is it. That is yep. it. These games are terrible. I hate them. I hate the fact that this game is at this po- at this point. On this list, ahead of NBA Jam, it is bullshit. Next also, shout-outs to memorable moments proving once and for all that the Golden State Warriors don't need a dominant big man or indeed a defense to win an NBA championship. <laughs> okay. Statements that have aged. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. for sure. 75 is Balance of Power. Um, Interesting. Balance, yeah, okay. Balance of Power, for those of you who don't know, is um, a game where you're essentially you play as the United States, you try to influence various other countries and turn them away from the Soviet Union and eventually destroy them. Mm. Um, you can also go to war and like do like nuclear stuff, which is usually a game over if you do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Excellent. this is one of the like 
influences for war games the Mm -hmm. old movie Mm -hmm. and i my i remember a pc in the computer lab when i was in like middle school still had this installed and like i remember playing this once or twice and like you definitely immediately try and go to war as fast as possible (laughs) oh yeah yeah when you're yes absolutely Uh, yeah yeah yeah, it's it's neat. It's a neat game. Yeah, it's an interesting. I wouldn't put it on a top one hundred. Yeah, anything, but it's yeah, I'm not game. sure. Certainly not. Certainly not this high. I mean, civilization exists at this point. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. So sure. Seventy four is Tempest. Tempest is a great arcade game. I love Tempest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I it's 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 one I normally would skip if I'm in an arcade of like classic arcade games. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I don't think it's like not fun to me. I just think I like never click with it. Right, um, and, I think that's and, fair. I, and I'd rather just play like you know most of the classic arcade games we've mentioned so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like it's cool; it looks neat. Yeah, I do. I do like the visual style a lot. I think that's yeah. probably its strongest point. Absolutely, for sure. Absolutely. Seventy-three is age sixty-four. Okay. Dash D Longbow. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm gonna. Okay. You know what? I'm pretty sure I played this game too. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. I'm glad we have a flight sim specialist with us because I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> okay, so this, okay, I'm trying to be really fair to this because I, I'm pretty sure this game's not fun. Okay. But flying a helicopter is never fun. That's very true. Sure. Flying a helicopter is a nightmare scenario. Um, so that's not fair. And it did replicate the horror that is trying to control a rotary wing aircraft pretty well. I gotta say, mm-hmm. it's not better than Falcon Gold. I'll, I'm gonna tell you that right. Or if I didn't play Falcon Gold, but if it's on the level of F-18 Hornet, I assume it's higher because it came out afterwards. Uh, it's not worse than this game. Yeah, I, I really do feel like half the reason this is on here is because it graphically it looks very very nice. It's a really good. It early, does. It, yeah. Like early 3D game that just like right. had like you know like texture mapping and whatnot. Right. Uh, which is they talk about that in here. Uh yeah. so I think that is kind of a big reason why that's on here, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, but yeah, um I saw this was like, oh, okay, sure. 73? Yeah, why all, not? Yeah, all I'm gonna say is if eight and warthogs on this list, this needs to get thrown out. <laughs> oh, but I like a warthog. No, better, then the helicopter needs to get thrown out because oh, yes. was better. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, seventy-two is Fantasy Star. Yeah, sure. This one is the write-up about this one is nuts, and this has made me think like it's just a bunch of Sega fans on this list because, yeah. as you say, under what's the big deal? There isn't really anything especially innovative here. The titles just have good, solid gameplay. More than one next generation editor fondly, actually, make that painfully remember scraping together the ludicrous seventy dollars for a Master System cart. Let me stop you right there. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure five Master Systems sold in the United States because nobody bought a Master <laughs> System. Yeah. Are you trying to tell me at least three of those got sold to next generation editors? Yeah, that's what got them into the entire business. That's what know? got them into the entire business. Yeah, like, okay, holy though. shit, mm-hmm. we got to get a Master System. Do you see that fantasy star? And nothing else for the Master System because the Master System is a trash system? Oddly right. enough, the best game in the series is still the first. Uh, i don't know if i buy that one yeah i hope that's not true 
to be. Oh wait, really I thought you were saying that, and I just oh, no, no, no. like no, 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 no. I'm the magazine saying that, and I'm like, I hope that's not. Fantasy oh. Star Two is a fucking classic. Yeah, two is considered a classic. Yes, two and four, two and four are like special games. One and one and three are like okay. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's a dungeon crawler. Good job. Yeah, but yeah, I um. I actually like the up. screenshot is from two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah, to be sure. fair, that is my screenshot. But oh, okay, got it. I was gonna say what? Yeah. Um, to be fair, like after I like read that write up and whatnot, I did actually go through to see how many games were Sega games and how many games were Nintendo games on here in terms mm-hmm. of like either published by or released exclusively for that particular uh, brand of consoles. Mm-hmm. Sure. Thirteen Sega games, nine Nintendo games. Interesting. Indeed. That's weird that it's only 20 games out of the 100 yeah for the, the two main consoles at, at, at this time period oh yeah there's that i think there's only like three nes games on here okie dokie <laughs> hey, listen they have a lot of text adventures to get through sure of course, uh, of course apparently the fourth game just sort of went through the same old motions <laughs> um, they did anyway that. 71 is FIFA Soccer um, right. for the 3DO and Genesis. This actually was 3D. the f- first um, FIFA game that came okay. out uh, under EA's label. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace, FIFA EA games, I guess. Sure. Uh, so what I really love about this write-up is that FIFA Soccer put the 3DO on the map after a year of disappointing titles for the system. Listen, nothing's going to put the 3DO on the map. You've had two years after this game came out to figure out that nothing's going to put the 3DO on the map. Nothing what are you talking ever about? Put it on the map. Uh, I've never played the 3DO version. I played the Genesis version. It's uh, it's fine for the era. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I have no other comment past that. It, it's soccer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. soccer. You know what's not soccer? Metroid, which is number 70. Oh, my. Okay. No, series? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. With, okay. Okay. All so, right. Uh, okay. Um, so let's, let's be really fair. What are we talking? We're talking about Super Metroid. Yeah. Because at we're this not point in time, about... we're talking about Super Metroid. There are three games, and Super is the best of them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I love Metroid on these top 100 games lists because it's always going to be all over the place. It's either going to be mm-hmm. around the 70s, like this is, or there's going to be crazy outliers. Like EGM, when they did their top 150 games in 2001, yep, they put number Met- one. Yeah, Super Metroid is their number one game. Yep. Uh, which is, it, that's a choice. It is a, a choice. choice. And I'm like, I get it. I would call Super Metroid top 20. I agree with that. It's Yeah, it's definitely top 20 for me. It might even be top 10, depending on the day. I mean, again, until the current revolution of indie games, like, it was probably right. the best uh, Metroidvania game. And I mean, like, if we're like talking... A long time. I mean, but even then, if I'm doing my my own personal list and we're not doing series, yeah. like I like Dread more. Um, yeah, I yeah. like Symphony of the Night more. Yeah, yeah, like, no, I okay, I do, I do like Superman more than Symphony. Yeah, okay, that's right. where I fall. I, I think I think that's valid. It's a valid debate to have. Yeah, oh, it's like, you, you can definitely fall on either side of that. For I sure. do think. Um, I do think Dread is better than Super at this point. I mostly might think that Zero Mission is better. For sure, yeah. Um, right up until that last part, which I hate so much. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But even then, like, I think if you're taking... Su- if Super Metroid is being taken into account 
and again, we're looking at 1994 or 5. 1994 5. 6, yeah. Um, like, Super Metroid being at 70 is a wild-ass Yeah, it's a wild-ass choice. Yeah, it sure is. Oh, this is another write-up that I hate, by the way. Because uh, uh-huh. What's the big deal? It's yet another brainchild of Shigeru Miyamoto. Stop right there. Nope. You no, fucking idiots. You idiots. You rumors. You are supposed to be journalists who have... <laughs> Who have the yo your ears on the inside, you know? But I don't even know this other guy. What did he ever make? <laughs> Gunpei Yakoi is yeah, the, the ultra hand guy. More yeah. person in the company easily. Yeah, whatever. He never made nothing. It's yeah. an R and D one game. You rubes. Miyamoto's team was R and D three. I know. made the Game Boy. He did. Give the man his respect. God damn it! Put a Game Boy game on this list. There are no they Game Boy games car. on this list. Oh my god. Okay, I was about to. Well, there technically is. Oh, there's, there's Pokemon be hadn't come out yet, huh? Uh, yeah. It had Pokemon not. was '98. Not in yeah. America. Yeah. And of course, memorable moment is being the original game and finding out Samus Aran uh, is a woman. Uh, uh, yeah. Bro, I guess it's the right, '90s. All of Super Metroid happened, and that's your memorable moment of the franchise. Okay. Yep. Not Ridley flying out of the background at you. I have to leave at number 69. What the fuck? What the fuck? And that's just about going to do it for us here today. I want to thank Matt our special guest for coming and commentating on this episode with us. You can find him at twitch.tv slash cartridgeblowers or follow his podcast, Stuff Weekly, which you can find on Apple iTunes, as well as other podcast services of your choice. If you enjoy this podcast, I suggest taking a look at our other episodes at ftp.podbean.com or search through Fallen Through Plot Holes on your podcast service of choice. We'll be back next week with part two as we finish up this top 100 games list. But for Alex and myself, I want to thank everybody for listening, and I hope you all have a good day. Everybody.